Welcome back, my friends. It's a Constitution Thursday episode of Afternoons Live on KFIV with me, Dave. JP answers your phone calls, 565-DAVE. That's also the text machine number if you'd like to text in. You can do that as well. It is day 149 of the Jesse James White Resignation Watch. Riverbank held hostage by a dirt ball. Does not know how to do the right thing. By the way, he has not yet resigned. Gee, who's really surprised? Some years ago, we implemented here in uh, Modesto the gang injunction. But it has been long held that we have a freedom of association. How do we resolve the two? That's the question that we will look at today. Freedom of association as found particularly in the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. As I said, JP will answer your phone calls. He's in for the vacationing John Considine. You can join the show. Here's Hal, the electric telephone number, 565-DAVE, 565-3283. That is also the text machine number, by the way. You can text the show if you don't want to call. Email Dave Diamond Show at clearchannel.com, although as I've told you on numerous occasions, probably be a couple days before I get to that. The interactive webcast and chat room open for the moment at KFIV1360.com. There you also find our blog, FAQ, podcasts, book room. What's Dave reading these days? It's all right there. Plus the Facebook fan page for KFIV, all at KFIV1360.com. A loqui cognizio stand up. Tell those who oppose liberty, don't tread on me. So I guess the Batmobile is downtown. Yeah, it's it's uh, a cert. I don't know. If, yeah, well, yeah, it's because it's a Clear Channel event. It's over at Brendan Theater. Right. So which uh, which Batmobile is this? I think there's two of them actually. I think the Tumbler from the new movie and then the one from the first Batman movies. All right. Well, the first first Batman movie, the real Batman movie. I'll get West confirmation. Or... I think it's the first like Michael Keaton one. As it turns out, a white buffalo is significant for. Um, sacred and spiritually significant in several Native American religions. Therefore, such buffalo are often visited for prayer and other religious rituals. Great white buffalo. Coats of the buffalo are almost always brown. Their skin a dark brown or black. However, white buffalo can result from one of several physical conditions. They may be albinos, in which case they will remain unpigmented through their lives. They may also have hearing and vision problems. They may be something called leukistic, with white fur but blue eyes instead of the pink seen in albinos. That's an interesting... I, I want to talk to my wife about that one, because that's um, that's an interesting discussion. Uh, there may have been a rare, rare genetic condition which causes buffalo to be born white, but they will become brown within a year or two of these, as they mature. And the uh, the fourth situation is they might be beefalo, a bison cattle crossbreed, and thus inherit the white coloration from their cattle ancestry. So those are the conditions under which you may have a white buffalo. They are extremely rare, the National Bison Association, which I didn't know we had, has estimated that they only occur in one out of every 10 million births. 
And as we know, White, uh, the buffalo, the bison, the American bison, at one point hunted almost to extinction. So I don't know that there's 10 million buffalo left, 10 million American bison left. But uh, in any particular case, one in 10 million would be an actual white buffalo, which, of course, would be a cause for great rejoicing and celebration, as we're seeing in uh, Connecticut, even as we speak right now. There's a whole list of, uh, in fact, these things are so rare that there's actually a list of the ones that are out there that have been in our history. But, of course, the the most important part of it, well, they say 10 million births, but let's see, 2007, 2005, 2005, 2006, 2006, 2006, 2008, 2011, and, of course, uh, the one we have right now, 2012. Um, so that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 within the last couple of years. So either there's a lot of buffalo being born or some of these may be um, manipulated, I guess, because there's some cases of that as well. The white silhouette of the bison featured on the flag of the state of Wyoming. The bison, by the way, the state mammal of, of Wyoming, in case you were wondering. White representing purity. Uh, charging white buffalo over cross swords used as the logo for the NHL team, the Buffalo Sabres. And the U.S. Park Service's arrowhead emblem, commonly worn on a patch of the uniform, also incorporates the white buffalo as well. So there's the significance of the white buffalo. I'd kind of like to go to that, uh, that ceremony. I think that would be an interesting thing to see. I don't know how they name it. I don't know what the process is for naming a white buffalo. But. They name it Bob or Bill. No, they, uh, let's see some of these names here. Miracle Moon, Rainbow Spirit, Mandela Peace Pilgrim. What? Arizona Spirit, Sunrise Spirit, Spirit Thunder, Chief Hiawatha, Our Lucky Star, White Spirit, Happy Spirit, Dina's Pride and Joy. Catching a theme here. JR Spirit, Opal Sunrise Spirit, Silver Spirit. Mapia Sky, which is White Cloud in Cherokee. Starbucks spirit. So apparently, even to my people, it's uh, it's there. Tupelo Buffalo Park, uh, Dakota. Um, let's see what else we got here. Is there a firewater your, your, spirit? Your microphone is really hot over there. Um, let's see. Nice. Uh, Blizzard, Hyder Farms Miracle, Lightning. Third white calf we don't know the name of. And, of course, this one uh, is getting ready to be named. It's temporarily called Tatanka Ska. You know what Tatanka means, right? Buffalo. From from uh, Dances with Wolf. Dances with Wolf. Tatanka. And Ska is white. So it's temporarily being called Tatanka Ska, which is white buffalo in Lakota. They will have a uh, ceremony, and they plan to care for the beef buffalo rather than sell sell the white buffalo for its meat. So. Great white buffalo. Yeah, there you go. There's your religious freedom of the day is. Celebration of the Great White Buffalo up in. I thought they said this was in Connecticut. Why are they? Uh... Yeah, Goshen, Connecticut. <laughs> Goshen, Connecticut. <laughs> See, that's what I love about America, right there. What's not to love about America? I mean, there's nothing not to love about America, but that's one of the things I love about America. It, only in Goshen, Connecticut, could you have a white buffalo being born and celebrated. I mean, that's that's America in a nutshell right there. America. You know what else is America in a nutshell? Is uh, down in Anaheim, there's a place where you can go and get a hamburger where the bun is made out of 100% bacon. That's right, <sighs> kids. Yeah, that sounds actually surprisingly good. <clears throat> Big scheme of things. So how many of you know what a gang is? 
a criminal gang. Like the Little Rascals? No, no, a criminal gang. We have here in Modesto a criminal gang injunction. We, we have a gang injunction in the certain areas of the city where gang activity not prohibited, where we've told them, you can't be a gang in here. And to all accounts, it seems to have been fairly effective. i surprised by that, pleased, pleasantly surprised by that. But um, how many of you actually know what a gang is? We talk about this all the time. Here in, uh, here in the Central Valley, we talk about the gangs, we talk about the gang activity. But how many of you actually know what that is? If you had to sit down and draw up a list or write down a list, what is gang activity? Now, I bring this up because while it doesn't explicitly say freedom of association in the Constitution, it has long been implied because we have the freedom of assembly, and from that freedom of assembly has been drawn the freedom of association. In other words, you are free here in the United States to associate with whomever you choose. That is uh, a compelling freedom in a lot of ways, if you stop and think about that, because in other countries, particularly the time of framing, that was not always the case. You were not necessarily free to associate with whomever you chose. And indeed, the governments of those countries often used your associations against you. If you were friends with someone who did something that the government did not like, well, guess what? If that person ended up being charged by the government or arrested by the government or punished by the government, you could often be treated the same simply because of your association with that. Are you talking about in our country and another? No, no, I'm talking about in the old the okay. old world. Now, theoretically, here in our country, you we made it very clear, and if you read the arguments for the Constitution, you read the Federalist Papers, they talk extensively about the fact that this implied association is is there in the freedom of assembly. You can assemble with whomever you want. This course came into being uh, stark focused last summer with the cows and the, the, their idiocy out there. And yeah, again, I guess they have the freedom to associate, but where is the line for associate? Where where does that end? Peacefully assembling out there and uh, those kind of things. But the gang issue is where this normally comes. Well, oftentimes comes up, particularly around here. I was uh, not surprised to learn this. However, I was surprised when I started reading it, because I think we all think about what a gang is. But, of course, the California Penal Code, Section 186.22, actually takes the time in subparagraph E. Uh, let's see. Subparagraph E. I have three E. Five E. Sorry. Five E takes the time to actually define what it is that gangs do criminal gangs let's let's be clear about that uh not all gangs by definition are criminal so here they are and i'm not going to read the extensive list here but i'll give you the idea assault with a deadly weapon by means of force likely to produce great bodily injury robbery unlawful homicide or manslaughter the sale, possession for sale, transportation, manufacture for sale, or uh, offer to manu- or offer to manufacture controlled substances, uh, shooting at an inhabited dwelling or occupied motor vehicle, discharging or promoting the discharge of a firearm from a motor vehicle, arson, intimidation of witnesses and victims, grand theft, grand theft of any firearm, vehicle, trailer, or vessel, burglary. Rape, looting, money laundering, kidnapping, mayhem, aggravated mayhem, torture, felony extortion, felony vandalism, 
carjacking, sale, delivery, or transfer of a firearm is defined, blah, blah, blah. Possession of a pistol, revolver, or other firearm capable of being concealed in violation of uh, those rules. Threats to commit threats to commit crimes resulting in death or great bodily injury. Theft and unlawful taking of or driving of a vehicle. Felony theft of an access card or account information. Counterfeiting. Designing, using, or attempting to use an access card. Felony fraudulent use of an access card or account information. Unlawful use of personal identifying information, identity theft, in other words, wrongfully obtaining Department of Motor Vehicles documentation, uh, prohibited possession of firearms in violation of Section 12021, carrying a concealed firearm in violation, carrying a loaded firearm, and uh, so forth and so on. As used in this chapter, criminal street gang means any ongoing organization, association, or group of three or more persons, whether formal formal or informal, having as one of its primary activities the commission of one or more of the criminal acts enumerated in that list I just read you, inclusive um, or any of the subdivisions, or having a common name or common identifying sign or symbol whose members individually or collectively engage in or have engaged in a pattern of criminal gang activity. That's a lot of wordage to describe what we have in the state of California decided is, in fact, a criminal gang. So what we have done here in Modesto, of course, we have the gang injunction where we've said to some people here, your freedom to associate with certain people who are known to do these things is hereby in this particular area uh, essentially suspended. You cannot do this in this area. We are not, of course, the only ones that have done this. Other cities have done this. Other cities have uh, put this same effort into use. And, of course, it didn't take long, although I'm surprised it took as long as it did, for some of these gang members to file a lawsuit saying, hey, my freedom of association is being violated. You can't tell me who I can and can't hang around with. You can't tell me any of those kinds of things. And so, uh, of course, this went all the way uh, up the court system, and we've had a ruling this week in the First District Court of Appeals in California on this particular issue with regards to the gang, uh, the gang restrictions here in the state of California. And, of course, it does play into the First Amendment and the freedom of association, the freedom of assembly. It's Afternoons Live. It's Constitution Thursday, 565-DAVE, 565-3283, telephone and text. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Under the United States Constitution, I can associate with cowboys, or I don't have to. 
the great thing about things. Welcome back, my friends. It's Afternoons Live, KFIV, 1360 AM Modesto. Constitution Thursday episode of the big show, talking freedom of assembly. Particularly with regards to these uh, gang-related restrictions that have been placed out there. Now, we went through the list of what is a gang. Tankster wants the question, what about knowledge of a crime? Well, that's, uh, again, when you're talking about what you, defining the gang is fine. When you define a gang member, you get into this, which is that any person who actively participates in any criminal straight gang with knowledge that its members engage in or have engaged in a pattern of criminal gang activity and who willfully promotes, furthers, or assists in any felonious criminal conduct by members of that gang. So, question. That's not a question. That's a statement. Statement. Now, question. Let's say, for example, uh, somebody goes to a Tea Party rally and a couple of the people in the Tea Party decide to flip a car. Can the Tea Party now in Modesto be considered a gang because they're members no. knowingly? No. Okay. A pattern of criminal activity. So let's say they did it two or three times. Well, I think if it happened more than <laughs> once, you'd have, uh, you better, st- again, really, if it happened more than once, who's going to show up the second time, I guess would be my question. But I'd be surprised. Yeah. Sadly, I probably wouldn't be, but that's um, that's a story for another day. The, the point being that this <laughs> this pattern of criminal activity, and we gave you the whole list of things, and, and some of these things are so typical, I guess, of people who are doing bad things. Threats, money laundering, kidnapping, mayhem, aggravated mayhem, felony extortion, felony vandalism. Uh, so forth and so on. Of course, then you got the drug issues in here. You got firearms issues in here. And so it comes down to if, if you're a person that participates in this, and it, it's the same old test of reasonability. Do, do I really believe this kid when he says he didn't know that uh, the little group that he was hanging out with, that it was all wearing a single color and doing a fancy uh, you know, sign to each other, wasn't a it wasn't in all likelihood doing these things is that a reasonable thing to believe now i suppose not willing to uh not willing to completely blow this out of the way i suppose there's a possibility that there are some pretty stupid people in gangs and don't realize that they're in a gang i don't know how reasonable that would be nor do i know how believable they'd be in front of a jury saying well i didn't know they were doing that but it would be entertaining to watch, I suppose, at some particular point. The reality is that the vast majority of these people, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. All of these people that are in gangs know what they're doing. You don't just accidentally fall into a gang. It, it just doesn't work that way. So, really, if they're actively participating in any criminal street gang with knowledge, and see, that's the, that's the important thing. It doesn't say that you have to be participating in the criminal activity. It just says you have to be participating in the criminal act, the street gang. So anything that gang does makes you a participant in that gang, whether that's socially hanging out, whether that's, I don't know, street cleaning up, whether it's a barbecue, whether, whether it's an actual criminal activity, you're still part of that. This sounds awfully a lot like something like the RICO Act would cover. It's it's similar in a lot of ways, but really, as a society, we've kind of been pushed to this point, haven't we? To the point where we got to do something. We got these gangs out here, and so we've got to deal with the problems that we have with this. The problems that they're calling those on the west side will tell you, it's it, it's crazy. 
I, I mentioned before, I, I spent a year living in a, I lived smack dab in the middle of this gang enhancement area for a year. Um, it was an intriguing experience in a lot of ways. There was an incident one day where I felt it necessary to call the police. So I whipped out the cell phone and started dialing the police. And you know what? Everybody that was with me started laughing at me. Why are you calling them? They're not going to show up. I didn't really understand what they meant by that. I didn't really understand why they would say such a thing. I'd never been in a situation where I called the police and they didn't come immediately rushing because, you know, usually I don't just call the police for any old thing. When I call the police, it's because there's something that they need to be here for. And I just sort of assumed that that would be the case. But it, it, was, it was sadly disappointing that that didn't happen. It was a lesson learned in a, in a, in a lot of ways. And it was, it was a kind of eye-opening experience in a lot of ways. Subsequent to that, the gang injunction has gone into place. And I'm told by folks who live there that um, things are getting better. But, of course, it didn't take long before one of these geniuses figured out that, well, wait a minute. This is a violation of my First Amendment rights because it prohibits me from associating with anyone in a gang or possessing any gang-related clothing, tattoos, or insignia. I can't even possess these things. So, really, if I've got a, a uh, what was the quarterback's name for the uh, 49ers that wore 13? Was that Bono? Bono? Montana? No. No. 13 is the one they like to wear. So I think that was Bono. Or, I'll uh, check. You know, whoever... You know, there's certain clothing, tattoos, there's certain things that now we're being told they can't have because these are affiliated with the gang. And, and of course, his claim was this is violating my First Amendment right of association. In this particular case, the, uh, the, uh, the person making this claim is a juvenile. So it adds in a little bit extra spice into the mix, if you will. The uh, jersey is uh, Sean Hill, by the way. Now. Back in the day, it was Bono, I think. Once upon a time, the 49ers had a quarterback by the name of Bono, or 13, I'm pretty sure. I'll keep looking. Yeah. I don't want to get off track on my, on my jerseys here, but that's, I'm pretty sure that's the one I remember. Anyway, point being that they like that. There's some gangs that like that. Now, there's some gangs that like blue, some gangs that like red. I'm assuming there's some that like pink. I don't know. Not a gang member, but you get the drift here. Is it, in fact, a violation of his First Amendment right to association to be told you can not only not associate with these people, but you can't even have things that they would wear, things that they would have, things that they would put on their bodies? You can't even have that. If you are in possession of any gang-related clothing, tattoos, insignia, you are in violation of the court's order that you not associate with that. It seems a tad extreme. It seems a tad pushy. And, of course, the first uh, district court of appeals has now weighed in on that here in the state of California. It's half past the hour, 565 day, 565-3283. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Sweet to love at me. Slowly, but surely, you're up 
Welcome back. Afternoons Live, KFIV, 1360 AM Modesto, Constitution Thursday. Looking at this uh, gang injunction issue, freedom of association. The minor in question, by the way, you can call, text 565-DAVE. The minor in question, we don't know his name because he's a minor. No doubt you will be unsurprised to learn that he has a history of criminal charges, including robbery and assault. The prosecutor in this case alleged that at least one of the crimes was committed uh, to aid a criminal street gang. The, um, the courts, back in September of 2011, decided to put him on probation. And as a part of this, they established the special conditions of probation for gang members and associates. They then declared him a ward of the court and put him on probation. The special conditions included the judge's admonition to him, quote, I must order you, I must order that you not associate with any person that you know or who the probation officer informs you is a gang member. You are not to possess, wear, or display any clothing or insignia, tattoo, emblem, badge, or button that you know or that the probation officer informs you is evidence of, affiliation with or membership in a gang, unquote. On appeal, the uh, the minor contends, the minor contends, that the conditions are, quote, too vague and too broad because they failed to de- define adequately the terms gang and activity. Now, you don't have to be Perry Mason to see the holes in that argument already, nor do you have to be, see, the, the, one of the more disturbing parts of this case to me is the fact that I doubt seriously that J.E., the uh, the minor, who has a history of criminal charges, including robbery and assault, even knows what a First Amendment right is. I, I just I, There's something in my gut that says we're not dealing with the brightest candle in the menorah here. Which means that somewhere somebody said, hey, I want to... Uh, I want to take this on, but I need a I need a test to do it. They contended on his behalf that the the terms were too vague and too broad because they didn't define gang and activity. But the first district court of appeals in California has rejected that appeal. June twenty eighth opinion, the appeals court noted that the conditions explained that the term gang meant a criminal street gang. As defined by California state law, and as we've already gone through it, the appeals court added that the juvenile court judge referenced the California law and that defined, he defined a criminal street gang. Courts are uh, consistent in finding uh, that California is imposing restrictions on gang affiliations with juveniles who have been involved in gang activity is okay. So occasionally they'll find that certain prohibitions are a little too broad, but the courts often uphold the gang-related restrictions. This is the direction this is heading. And so it, it does beg the question, of course, how is, is this a violation of the First Amendment right to uh, freely assemble? The courts clearly have said it's not, as, particularly in the cases of juveniles, but keep in mind there is some leeway here when it comes to juveniles. Juveniles, and <laughs> I've had this conversation few more times than I ever thought I would, but um, juveniles technically don't have every right that's available to them, that's available to citizens normally. They don't normally have everything that's there. Courts have made that very clear. So 
there's some leeway there in that particular case. What would be? I, I would be curious what would happen if this was an adult, and I'm surprised it hasn't gone that way. I suspect it would go the same way because the courts have defined this very, very clearly. This is what a criminal gang is. This is what they do. These are these are what they do. And these are the people that are members of them, people who associate, affiliate, help in any way, shape, or form, participate in any way, shape, or form. And would a reasonable person believe that you didn't know what you were getting into? It's beyond debate that freedom to engage in association for the advancement of beliefs and ideas is an inseparable aspect of the liberty assured by the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment, which embraces freedom of speech. Of course, it's immaterial whether the beliefs sought to be advanced by association pertain to political, economic, religious, or cultural matters, and state action which may have the direct effect of curtailing the freedom to associate is subject to the closest scrutiny, once wrote the Supreme Court. 195 times the Supreme Court has has referred to the freedom to assemble. The freedom of association, sorry. It's clear that it's implied. It's clear that it's accepted. I guess where it comes down is the court's writing that the freedom to engage in association for the advancement of beliefs and ideas is probably where this breaks down. You'd have a hard time arguing to me that a criminal gang is advancing beliefs and ideals that are beneficial to society in any way, shape, or form. As I was saying to somebody this morning, differing opinions is not necessarily, just because I think an opinion is incorrect and does not advance society in the strictest sense of making us as a better result, it it does advance us in the sense that it, it, it compels us to look at our own beliefs. Clearly, anything a criminal gang is doing is not compelling us to do that. We're not looking at our beliefs going, well, you know, I was thinking the other day that uh, criminal aggravated mayhem is, is, is a bad thing. But now that I've seen this criminal gang do it, I, I've, I've changed my opinion and it's okay. It's just, a, you know, it's just an expression of free speech. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's reevaluating whether or not money laundering is, uh, is an acceptable practice. And coming to the conclusion based on the activity of a criminal gang that, yeah, that's okay, we should do that. That's not happening. Nobody is looking at threatening, looting, un, uh, un, unlawful homicide and going, yes, that just reconfirms my, my opinion that those are bad things. I needed this gang to show me that. No, that's not happening. So I think you would have to look at that and go, (laughs) advancement of beliefs and ideas uh, is not being met here. And it's certainly not an aspect of liberty. In point of fact, it's denying the liberty of the victims that are involved here. I don't think you could possibly make an argument that a criminal gang is just a First Amendment, (laughs) you know, cornucopia of First Amendment expression. It's not. It's a criminal gang. I'm... uh, I'm pretty happy with this gang injunction thing. It seems to be working in a lot of ways. Mostly, it's it's annoying gang members, which is always good. But maybe it'll force a few of them to take some time to actually read the Constitution, figure out what it is that they think is being violated, and figure out why it's not being violated. 
And then perhaps with that little bit of learning, maybe they'll, they'll realize the error of their ways. We can hope, I suppose. It's not likely, but we can hope. And who knows, maybe the one or two that actually get it and go, hey, well, maybe I shouldn't do this, might actually turn out to be useful to society. It's a pipe dream, I realize that, but it's one that I hold. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So I went a little long in that last segment, just a couple of minutes here to kind of wrap things up. Wanted to head a little bit of a different direction here this afternoon. You know, I close every show by saying the same thing, and I tell you that for a reason, folks. And if you've been with us, we're coming up on five years. I don't know if you knew that or not. Next, Late next month will be five years this show has been in existence. And it, it seems like yesterday, but it was just a couple of weeks after we started that I lost a good friend. And you went with that, you went through that whole thing with me on the air, and it was hard. Literally an hour after he passed away, I had to be in here to do a show. I tell you that because it's important that you understand that you don't have a promise of tomorrow. I did not know particularly Gabe Hauser, never met him. He was one of my Facebook friends who came to me via friends of friends and so forth and so on. You know how that works. But I know that many of you listening right now knew him and knew him well. And you lost Gabe this week. And I feel your I, I feel for you in so many ways. It was an accident. It's just a reminder. You have to be careful every moment of every day. But even more so, it's a reminder that you don't have everybody with you forever. You're not promised tomorrow. My condolences to Gabe and his family and to all of you that lost a good friend. Back in just a moment. You know, that's why I play this song every day. It reminds me of someone that I lost a long time ago. It was very influential in my life. We will be back tomorrow, of course, for Friday episode. We will have fun with news. We're going to have a best of top five. We're going to have a rerun of last week's top five by special request. So that someone special can hear that because they didn't get to hear it in the podcast. For whatever reason, it's just not accepting it. I'm not sure why. But friends, I tell you again, as I tell you each and every day, take the time right now. Tell the people that matter in your life you love them very much. You would miss them if they weren't there. And you are not promised tomorrow. Don't pass up those opportunities. You do not want to have that regret. We'll see you tomorrow for a Friday episode of Afternoons Live on KFIV 1360 AM Modesto. Of course, everywhere via the iHeartRadio app on your smartphone. Stay tuned. Rusty's next right here on KFIV. Have a wonderful night, everybody. Please take that moment because you never know what tomorrow holds. See you tomorrow, everybody. Have a great night.